This podcast is for the sales professionals at every level. If you want to convert more prospects into paying customers, then you're in the right place. Because Joe has spent the last three decades mastering buying behaviors, personality types, emotional and logical triggers. This is the Sales Genius Podcast. It's only a numbers game if you want educated. It's time to get educated. All right, I want to thank everybody here for joining us on War Games Wednesday. I am absolutely excited to share with you um, someone I actually get to call a friend because I've met him once or twice before. He doesn't call me a friend, but it is, you know, the same thing. I get to say, hey, I know him. But uh, this was somebody who joined us at a next level by association with my buddy Bob Donnell. And I was there with the fellow troublemaker, Bill Janishak. And all of a sudden, this bald guy walks in, walks over, joins the conversation, jumps right in with us, and it was like we had been missing a third person the whole time. Then you find out that this man builds multi-million dollar companies. It took him less than 10 years from when he came over from Poland into the United States, not speaking English well, which you'll hear he actually can do that now, right? but built a, built a million dollar company in less than 10 years. He knows marketing, he knows sales, he knows everything out there. I've explained to him already that you guys are all business owners. You guys are all people that are responsible for getting your own clients and converting those clients as well. And so I asked him to rack his brain around and find some good things to share with you. So I'm thoroughly excited to invite on to talk to us adam the voice of god urbanski is what his his actual title is on the zoom and i love that so thanks for having me joe so there's a story behind the voice of god you know most of my programs i do virtually as a matter of fact i am dialing in from the future for, for from uh, where most of you guys are because i'm actually in europe right now in poland uh, weathering out the Corona storm. So it's 11 p.m. for me, but I do most of the training and sometimes I live in weird places where internet isn't the best. And a number of times it happened where I have my training programs going on and I have a team that coaches them, but you know, tune in and want to support my clients and, and uh, again, maybe occasionally say something smart. And a number of times I just couldn't get good internet connections. So my, vo my video will be cutting in and out. So I'll just kill the video. And then they wouldn't know that I am on, except for occasion, I would just say something, hey, here's an idea for you. And you go like, hey, there's voice of God for you. I'm Excellent. like, well, there you go. That's my moniker. Excellent. So, so my fellow bard, bald guy with the beard on, on here said, where in Poland are you at? I am in Wrocław, southwestern part right now. Moi mo Poznań, right? Does yep. it right? Yeah, yes, I'm Brian. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. So, Brian, are you like a half S Pollock, meaning 50% or a quarter S Pollock? Like, what is zero percent? But I went to a wedding in Poland, and anytime I go anywhere, I learn basic phrases. So, my yeah, favorite yeah. one when I was there was Pivo Prosha. Pivo Prosha. Oh, no, you got the basics. All right. Very good. Yep. 
Use what everybody in California and U.S. knows, the Spanish version, Polish version, not so much. So very cool. Kudos to you. Thanks for sharing that. <laughs> so, uh, Joe, like, what would be of most support to you guys? I was already racking my brain. And I hate, like, 30-minute, 40-minute presentations. Give oh, me yeah. three, four days, and I'm ready to go. 20, 30 minutes, I'm like, ah, holy crap. Yeah, well, we, so, we use the rest of it for questions. I usually try to keep the whole show at 40 minutes, so we're golden at that point. But when I look at um, a lot of the people here, they have to, and I think we were talking about this earlier, they have to hunt to yeah. find their people, right? You are the master at building out what they need to do, right? Because you have your um, millionaire mentor group. You have the, they can go over to the marketingmentors.com and he's got a free PDF and a video, right? I'll put the link in there. But again, he knows how to do what? How to get you eyeballs that you need to convert. I help people convert. Do I understand marketing as well as Adam? I do not. So, so awesome. Awesome. So I think it will helpful if I share with you a little bit of what I'm doing right now. Now, I'm actually uh, what I would call an E2E sales. So uh, entrepreneur to entrepreneur, right? So my market are very small business owners, most of them service-based. Uh, a lot of them still solopreneurs, uh, but there will be companies that have, but the small companies, so they'll typically have 10 employees or so, right? So not very big enterprises. Now, um, up until 20, 2015, I did what I used to call, actually I still call it, I have a trademark process for it called Attract Clients Like Crazy. The whole idea was I hated to go anywhere and having to introduce myself. Now, I actually look mature enough to know what the hell I'm doing, but I started this when I didn't look this way. And I hated the fact that I had to justify that I actually have credibility to offer uh, marketing, training, consulting, and small business growth. Right? People would always ask, why you? I was 29 years old, just sold a multi-million dollar business. And I look, you know, I put a three-piece suit on with a golden watch and golden ring. I still look like a 29-year-old stooge in the three-piece suit that was slightly too large for him and a gold watch and a gold ring. So I came up with this process that essentially made people come to me and beg me to take them on as a client. And we've made millions of dollars doing this. Our clients made hundreds of millions of dollars using the process. Comes 2015, and I see a lot, a lot of people coming into the market that essentially come from all over the world. Uh, they're 25 years old and they say they can teach people to do what I teach them to do. And I'm like, I'm not liking this. Yeah, yeah the so, Instagram entrepreneurs that know everything. Yeah, the bunch of influencers and they like live on the beach and I can tell you how to be rich overnight. I'm like, ah. I'm a 19 year old life coach. Let me tell you all the experience <laughs> I have. Yeah. <laughs> I know we've all seen that, right? We've all been pitched on this process. So um, I scrapped this and I went into complete opposite which is rather than sit there and wait for clients to come to me through my machine, I decided to go and actually start hunting um, and, and go back to interruption marketing. And what's working, what has worked for the last five years, still working very well right now, um, is what I call an interruption and permission. And we do, like most of my sales, so my company isn't very big, we do uh, about 2 between 2.5 and $3 million a year this year. Um, and uh, I still have a very small team. I have a team of four and a half, five people. Um, I travel all, as you can tell, I'm nine hours ahead from where most of my clients are, and I can still do this. 
most of our clients do in this run companies that are somewhere between half a million or a million plus, or that's what they will bring in themselves in sales through this process, right? Um, most of them are targeting against small business entrepreneurial companies. Some of them target corporations, but we have fewer of those. Amazingly, uh, some try to do this process on LinkedIn and aren't as successful uh, as most of my clients who do this through Facebook. Or they would start on LinkedIn where they initiate a connection with clients on, on LinkedIn, but I will immediately try to bring them into Facebook and uh, entice them to be part of a Facebook group or something like this, right? So we call it spotlighting. It's, uh, it, it's a 21st century uh, social media-based cold calling system. So how do we find someone that looks like an ideal client, interrupt them, ask them for permission to connect farther, and then um, build relationship, and then ask them again for relationship to make them an for permission to make them an offer, take them through the entire pre-qualification process, make them an offer, get them to the phone call, and uh, in my cases, most of the converse, most of the sales um, take one. Our our core offer that we make is a ten thousand uh, dollar training program. Um, it takes one call. Most of the time, that call is uh, about at the most 45 minutes long. And uh, in my case, I don't even know what the success rate is. Like out of, out of, if I want 10 clients, I need to have 11 calls. So one oddball somewhere will not close. Now that's kind of a unicorn. Most of my clients following this process will have somewhere around, um, you know, 70, 80% conversion, usually on a first call as well. Sometimes they do a bookend call. Right, and most of them offer services that range between five thousand dollar package uh, to I have a client that does um, seventy five thousand dollar package. Um, I had a client that closed a million plus deal doing the same thing. Right, it took her about two months from setting it up to actually closing it. Uh, again, all through the same process. All right, so. Um, let me actually share my screen and I'll walk you through something that might be, let me just do that. Actually, before I do this, um, out of what I just shared, Joe, what, any questions? My only thing would be, what is it they're doing? Okay, perfect. Can I ask you a question? Mike, Joe, am I getting too early? I, so what is the $75,000 product that they're selling and what's the ROI? Um, perfect. So like this particular client sells to, uh, agencies and, um, I believe the promise is to, uh, bring, uh, I think it's half a million or a million dollar lift in sales in 12 months. I believe. Okay. I'm not 100% certain. All right. In my case, I can tell you, uh, like in my program, again, most of my clients come to me having made between um, $50,000 and $250,000 in sales the previous 12 months. We promise them to help them make this using our method in 12 weeks and five years running, uh, 28 cohorts, we have 90% success rate on the first try. 
right? So that someone made $100,000 in sales the previous year. Uh, most of them own that money. So very little of it goes out except for like their own expenses. You know, we help them bring this in in a quarter. So essentially in 12 weeks, we forex their, their sales, all right? Um, so that's kind of our ROI, right? If they give us 10 grand, uh, at the very least, we help them make 50 in 90 days. All right. So the way it works, um, typically we ask people to position themselves as thought leaders, kind of like what you do in Joe with, with these, um, you know, what did you call it? Warrior Wednesdays? War games. Yes. War games Wednesdays or something warrior. like this. Start sharing, you know, every single one of you has an area of expertise or provides a solution that solves a problem. So start being vocal about the problem, the kind of clients you're looking for, the kinds of problems they're experiencing, and the kinds of solutions they're delivering, right? Chances are you might be doing this on LinkedIn. Are you doing this on Facebook? Uh, interestingly enough, we also do this on Facebook personal profiles. Like 90% of my clients will start on personal profiles instead of business pages. Uh, Facebook is going through a bunch of changes right now, but for, uh, you know, up until this point, profiles were getting more organic traction than uh, business pages. And let me share my screen with you. Uh, I think this might help if I show you this. All right, perfect. By the way, if you guys want, I can drop a link to this is a uh, Google Drive based training. Uh, we give this away to people that want to know how to do this. Um, but essentially what I want to take. I'll answer to, yes for everybody. All right, perfect. <laughs> so before we just remind me before we do this and yeah. I'll make sure I copy the link and send it to you. Perfect. Um, so for most of our people, we start with um, posts. And they're all different. There's actually four kinds of posts I'm going to show you here. There's one post that I didn't share um, because they get a little complex to explain, but they're essentially value building posts. So um, kind of expertise building. And by the way, the way you share your expertise, it's always through, or the way you build your authority, I should say, you always, you always do this by doing a couple of things. You showcase, you, um, yeah, you illustrate your empathy and you showcase your expertise, meaning you relate to the situation that people might be in, the people that you wanna have conversations with, and you showcase your expertise, again, by either diving deeper into why they're experiencing this or providing some sort of uh, uh, helpful information. But the key here is you don't necessarily always wanna do like problem solving. More importantly, you want to help your, you want your information to provide people with insights and ahas rather than go like, okay, here's a, you know, five-step process how to do that, right? You want, your, you want your readers, you want your audience to kind of go, oh, that's a good idea. Oh, I never thought of that. Oh, I, never, I didn't realize this is my actual problem. I was trying to solve the wrong problem. So, um, Again, I think one of the biggest objections kind of uh, or concerns I always hear from folks that sell to different markets is that their audience is not on Facebook. And again, I've been amazed at a client um, who was securing appointments with uh, literally Fortune 100 companies, uh, billionaires, and doing it mostly through Facebook search to start with direct outreach 
uh, and cold media outreach, as a cold uh, email outreach, right? So it does work. You just have to give it a little bit of time sometimes. So again, go back to uh, we initially we start by creating posts. So engagement posts. Facebook. The reason I want to talk about this because Facebook gives you a value number in a way. So if there's not much going on on your profile, same will apply actually to a business page. If there's not much going on there, what they will typically do is like they will give you, let's just say if there's an imaginary score zero to 100, Facebook will give you a score of let's say five, like posts occasionally, when they post, no one really engages. Let's give them a five. What that means is they're going to give you very little distribution, right? Now, if there is another person that may even have a smaller audience than you, but they post good information, they post frequently as in like once a day and three, five days a week regularly, and every one of their posts gets good engagements, meaning people like it, love it, share it, and they actually comment on it. You know, that profile may get a score of 80 out of 100, which will mean that they will get a much larger distribution for every post that make. So when you're just getting started with this process, what you want to do is create posts that are more likely to get um, some sort of traction. So I'll give you an idea here. Let me actually go to my um, profile. I've got this brand new Facebook, which drives me nuts. I'm still trying to figure it out. If you haven't switched yet, you'll be forced to do that in the next few weeks. Um, I have been largely inactive for the last few weeks. So I know I'm, going, I'm about to um, get back into the group. Like you can see, I made this post five days ago, not a, uh, and before that, uh, six days ago, I had a post. Uh, and before that, it wasn't like August 19. It's just not a very frequent poster lately. So I know that this particular, as a matter of fact, I switched to Facebook, the new Facebook five days ago. So I knew that my audience, just like me, will be frustrated with having to change. So I knew that this post would get me a lot of engagements. It didn't get me as much as I thought it would, but still 38 likes or dislikes or whatever, 53 comments, not too shabby, right? It got me some action. So back to here, this is kind of engagement posts. Uh, you can see examples here. You are on stage, heels, boots, or sneakers. Now that's an interesting post and I'll tell you why. Because this person is actually someone who coaches entrepreneurs or business owners how to grow their business through speaking engagements. So, and by the way, most of their clients are females. So if you ask this question, you on stage, heels, boots, or sneakers, who is most likely to respond? Well, just by saying heels, most likely it will be women. And if you're saying you are on stage, who's likely to respond? People who are already speaking or want to speak and imagine themselves on stage. Right, so you can see 215 comments. Let's just say that they responded to some of them, so we'll cut this by half. That's about 100 comments. And in a moment, I'll tell you what to do with those comments, all right? You've got another example. Some of you may know James Malinchuk. He's a good friend and a client of mine. Uh, wants to, he works with coaches, speakers, trainers, consultants. So he's making this post. Who am I connected to? Blah, blah, blah. 165 comments. Again, let's cut half of them, right? So that's still 80 plus comments. So uh, that's first type, that's the most popular type of, of post that you want to be making on your profile probably once a week, right? Maybe even twice a week. So think about what are some pet peeves of your audience? What are some common problems where you can say, who else is upset about this? 
you know, um, who else is annoyed by something? Who loves this? It can also be personality. Um, you know, like Joe, I know, let me stop this for a moment, that, you know, you, you've got a lot of personality and I think a lot of your personality comes through your posts, right? Now, our best clients actually, most likely, um, we enjoy working with them because aside from um, being in a type of business or profession that we can actually solve some problems for them, they likely enjoy who we are. They have similar personality, similar characteristics, right? So if you enjoy your, if you like your personality come through your posts, uh, you will attract the type of people that actually enjoy this kind of humor, energy, banter, and so on, all right? All right, back to the screen share really quick. Uh, I was like, there we go. So the second type of post is what I call lead gen post. Now, here's something that I did in December of last year. So just pre-corona, uh, which I just created a professional video. I usually don't do this. I had a video turned for me. I took a screenshot of that video and talked about actually the same process I'm sharing with you here, right? So the post essentially say, hey, how do I add 10K, 25K, even 100K to your coaching business before Christmas? Now, this was December 14th, so 10 days before Christmas, all right? Now, within those 10 days, and essentially all I said is like, if you want this, just give me a hell yeah and I'll give it to you, right? So 95 comments, again, chances are we cut it by half because we respond to those. So let's just say, you know, more or less 40 some people responded to this. Um, that process within 10 days brought us uh, $25,000 in sales. This post plus one more post with a direct offer, $25,000 in sales. Now, would you be able to replicate this? Probably not immediately, but within, within two to three months, you can actually replicate this process. If you don't have enough audience right now, you would have to build up your audience a little bit. All right, here's a similar post. Client just booked four consultants doing this one simple thing. Want to know what it is. Again, 23 comments, not a whole lot. Uh, there are a couple more examples in here. I will give you this access to this. There's no hooks, no attachments. There's no promos in there, just so you know. Uh, so you can see this. I love posts like this. Because when you look at this, there's nothing. It's just two, two or three sentences, right? I just put together a pretty nifty show-stopping business assessment that will identify where you might have some hopes, holes you can, uh, and ways you can patch those up to accelerate your growth. Want to check it out? It's all via bot. It's pretty dang cool. 93 comments. And these are actually strictly comments. There were no responses. So that's 93 leads that have identified themselves from cold organic posts. There's no paid advertising, right? That's the cool thing. A um, couple other posts, prospecting posts. You'll likely use these the, the least because um, they're pretty much direct calls to action. Like, hey, if you want to buy from me, raise your hand. Very few people are willing to do this publicly. Amazingly, this one still got 12 comments, right? But these are, I don't do those very often. I probably should do them more often, but I don't. Um, and then there's this whole follow-up, what we do with that. I'll, I'll share that with you in just a moment, all right? Let me actually... Uh... Are you okay if I jump in? Yeah, go for it. Okay, so like what I'm looking at right now is I'm saying, okay, so one of the things you said that was important was you are talking, if you're going to go after business for somebody, you found more success on their personal pages than you do on the company pages right? Like right. when they were over on LinkedIn, they went to a personal profile and got a meeting with somebody that they would have had to go through 12 gatekeepers to get, right? It's one of the reasons I love LinkedIn. 
but that that's fantastic. But someone like Michelle, who would be doing somebody's financial planning and somebody's, you know, insurance assessments, what they do and investments, one of these posts that you just put up, right, asking a question that was in her realm would then identify people, right? So if she made, instead of saying, do you have someone that handles your money? You wouldn't do that because if they said yes, that comment's not going to help you in any way, right? Right. Or if you sat back and said, right, is anybody out there got questions about what's happening to their money during COVID? Right. That would then all of a sudden generate business and people interested for answers that she possesses. So what's important and what you uh, what you addressing in here, Joe, is that one of the biggest mistakes most people can't find enough leads is because they advertise what they do or promote what they do or talk about what they do. Versus what you just shared, the little subtle difference is that in your marketing, in your promotion, you want to talk about information that's going to help your clients. You want to essentially, your marketing needs to advertise for who you are looking for, not for what you do. Does that make sense? So when you say like, who's got questions about finances during COVID and you know your clients or, you know, who's concerned about the investments during COVID, Right and you know that your clients are investors have got investments, that's gonna most likely raise some hands. And all you may wanna do is actually give them instruction. Like if you're concerned about your portfolio during this COVID you know, um, um, you know, crazy market, give me a hell yeah, right? Or, give me, or, or type in, I'm slightly worried. By the way, I like comments that sort of indicate clients' moods, right? Okay. And, and you'll be amazed if you specify what you want people to do, how much it will boost your response rate. If you just say, you know, who's worried about the finances during the COVID, that's gonna get some response. But if you get like, hey, I was just talking to a client and uh, they were really concerned about, you know, their, their, their portfolio kind of going, doing crazy things right now. You know, it, it, who, who out there is really thinking or worried about, you know, shuffling their investments or, you know, rearranging their, their, their money portfolio right now. Uh, give me a, hey, I should be, you know, give me something like, yeah, I need to move my money around. Right. Okay, so and give more of a comment answer is what you're looking for so that they, they're actually further funneled <laughs> based Correct. on that situation, right? Correct. Yeah. So here's what we do next, right? Uh, let me just, are you, are you good with this? I Can am, go absolutely. Yeah. All right. So what we do next, uh, we kind of, I don't know if you're familiar with this book uh, from Gary Vaynerchuk, Love Him or Hate Him, I Don't Care. I uh, can't argue with his success. I think he wrote this book called like Jab, Jab, Punch, Jab, Jab, Punch, something like this, right? So it's kind of the same thing. You know, it's like our first communication with people, it's interruption. And you don't want to interrupt them and say, hey, I've got this amazing shit for you. You want to buy it, right? That's kind of what, you know, amateurs do. So instead, we really build rapport. So someone is commenting on your post. And let's say it's kind of like this, again, financial uh, worries post. All you want to do is send them a direct message uh, that says, hey, thanks for, tuning, thanks for chiming in on my post, or thanks for commenting on my post. That's all you want to say. Nothing else. You don't ask for anything. You don't ask questions. You don't ask, hey, why are you worried? Or who is your advisor? Or where is your money right now? Nothing. Just say, thanks for tuning in on my post. By the way, if they're not your friends yet, right, which by the way, your profiles should be open to general public. In very rare cases, your profile needs to be private. In most of the cases, 
Um, you can freely open everything you post to general public. And there's some technology um, settings in Facebook, how you can make certain posts appear and others not, but that's beyond this conversation. And if they're not your friends, you want to friend them. You want to request, you want a friend request. And if they're not your friend, you may want to actually comment on their comment and say, hey, I just DM'd you. That's it. Right, so they can go and look for that for that info. They look for that post. They look for that message. Now, here's what happens, and why it's important. If you message someone, and they open it, even if they don't respond, again, Facebook immediately nudges that nudges that number of your profile valuation up. Right, if they respond, that numbers goes that number goes up even higher. And very importantly. When you have private combo with some, someone, for the next uh, 10 to 14 days, they're gonna see pretty much every one of your posts. So that's why we call them engagement posts because not only now they engage, you comment, and pretty much every single person you engage with this way will now actually start seeing your posts. So if you do this every week, you start essentially uh, kind of catapulting or creating this avalanche, this snowball of, of growth of engagement. Right? That's why consistency is important. Like when I become this inconsistent and, and drop off for a month, I've got to go back and rebuild it a little bit. So we should all go comment on your new Facebook posts so we can see more of you. Yeah. <laughs> Immediately. So, um, and then one of the things that I, I'd always tell people, like, so my buddy Ken Walls is out there um, on Facebook watching. He's like the king of live streaming as he goes through. But um, I always say- Ken. Right now, should we go tag Ken right now? Ken loves it when you tag him. I know he does. Yes. And so I'm, I'm waiting for the curse words to come up now in the chat. But him and Glenn are out there. But um, when you look at it, I always tell them right after, the, right after you do a live stream or right after you do something, don't go in and click likes on all the stuff and do all that. I always wait a day or two, then go in and I'll answer a comment. I'll put something in. You tell me your thought process because you're going to go, Joe, that's stupid. But when I do that, it then re-engages again in through my own network for more people to see. So, so wait a second, you, you tag them? No, what I'll do is like, if you put a comment out there that said, hey, everybody, or like, hey, I'm so-and-so. And then if I go click a like right now, then it stays in today's business. If I wait till tomorrow, right, it, it's already over. So the people that were on Facebook got to see me for that 1% or 2% that it shared. When I click on it, they now get Joe liked so-and-so's comment, right, on their yes. post. And it re-engages yes. into their network and my network when they start coming back and more people get to see it. Correct. So you're getting into something like, you know, the extension, life extension of every social media post. Yes, I'm so, about playing algorithms. Yeah. I love this. <laughs> And again, I don't know, I don't claim to understand how their you know, magic works behind the scenes, just kind of from my own observations, what works for me from clients. Mm -hmm. I have this competition with one of my clients who posts really elaborate, you know, really great info posts uh, at the very least once a day, sometimes twice a day. And, uh, you know, at first he was getting lots of momentum, but then with time it kind of died out. And the reason for it is no one likes pure info. People want to be entertained. They want to see your personality. If you just teach, 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 it's boring as hell, right? right? A lot of your audience will disengage because it's like they can go and look up a YouTube video if they want to learn something really quick, right? So if I you're should juggle during this, all my trainings. 
Yeah, exactly. pretty much. If you know how to do that, definitely. Yes. I recommend chainsaws. It's very entertaining, <laughs> especially like if you cut yourself in blood, just splashes, ever, splashes everywhere. It's very right. cool. Women love, women love this for some reason. I don't know why. Yes, because we're men. They enjoy it. <laughs> Uh, second thing, so instead, you know, I would do a post um, three times a week or even just twice a week, but do exactly what you described. So a post. Now, what's really important, the first two or three people that interact with it, interact with them right away, especially commenters. So if someone comments, so like when you post, you watch for the first two or three comments and immediately comment back on them because that starts that snowball effect. But then you can pretty much disengage and let a bunch of other comments, you know, stroll in. And then you can come back to that later that day. You can come back the next day. If you come back the next day and comment on, you know, five or six more comments again, that puts that message to more people. More people start coming in and commenting, which again, extends the life of a post. And I realized that I can get about 72 to 48 hours out of a single post yes. rather than having to do this every single day. Yeah. And I'm one of those people that, you know, we always mock and laugh because they like their own post. Right. And so (laughs) I always, I always laugh because I don't do it until it's like a week old and then I'll remember, I'll go back through my own timeline to see what I missed and I'll go through and then I'll go, you know, that one was particularly funny and it deserves more attention. So then I'll like it and then it'll repurpose it through my group. (laughs) I love it. I love it. It's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. Let me show you um, one. I actually copied the wrong convo. I was trying to copy something else, but I copied the wrong. But it will still give you the gist of it. Okay. Um, okay. Because now that you send this message to someone, hey, thanks for liking my post. What do you do next with it, right? Right. So, um, actually, you know what, Joe? If you entertain your audience for two seconds here, two minutes, I'm going to copy a beginning of a different conversation. Uh, this is where the juggling starts, Joe. Let's right. go. Okay. Yeah. Where you at? Can you guys wait while I pull up? So, Mike, you entertain them while I get the chainsaw started. I don't. As we go I, into it. Yeah. I don't even have I balls say, I can juggle. Th- this group won't have any any issues with entertaining themselves as we go through. But no. So um, I'm going to recognize some people that are out here on uh, the the world of Facebook that are doing it. So Glenn Morshauer, thanks for jumping on, being supportive. Weldon's out there. Weldon was very surprised. He got a tidbit of information from me that worked. So it's a good thing. Um, Robert Medina just jumped on. Edna's always out there. (laughs) Mike Phillips just jumped on so he could be recognized again, even from the Zoom. Uh, Let's see. We got Ken Walls, the king. Larry Schneider. Scott Ballard is out there. How are you? I know, Ken, if I had used StreamYard, I could put all these comments up on the screen, but I didn't. Robert Brooker is out there as always. He's always there. Bossick, like my boss is sick. I see you, brother. So Chris Belkstam joined. We've got uh, Glenn's typing a lot. Look at that. Stacy's out over there instead of on the screen. I mean, she didn't do her makeup today at work. So Norbert, how are you? Norbert's like over there on your side too, Adam. Huh. He's somewhere in the other side of the world. Scott Ricard, how are you? He's so, in the UK. Yeah, Norbert's in the UK. He reached out to me <laughs> the other day on a DM. I'm really bad on Facebook Messenger for everybody, just so you know. But, and the book uh, was so I can kill it for a right second Hook, and Mike put it in there, and then, of course, Ken Walls knew it over there on the other side. So if anybody ever gets a chance, they need to go to in Poland because they run out the venue for like 
24 hours at a time and it's just madness. So if you ever get a chance to go over there, go. <laughs> it is a fun place. Let me tell you. We did, uh, so Norbert said he's in Hungary, basically. Yeah. So welcome, Norbert. Paste. All right. Very, very cool. All right. Did I dance long enough? Because I can't Perfect. Thank up. you for Mike doing this. Yes. I think you did tag Ken Walls for you. Thank just you. No, <laughs> I wanted to make sure he's still in the stream. So. Oh, yeah, he is. He just posted his link to StreamYard. Yeah. So. All right. So you guys should be able to see my slides, right? Yes. Perfect. All right. So what I wanted to do is actually show you, you know, what happens with the conversations. And uh, kind of, a, again, another unique thing that I started doing this year that works very well for us and for me and for our clients as well. So you see this person like, you know, reaches out or makes a comment somewhere or comes and friends me. So when they friend, um, I noticed something that on the profile, it said bad as business coaches becoming a client magnet. I'm like, I freaking love it. So that was my comment to them, right? Then uh, you can see we actually at this point really engaged and they asked and it says, you know, so I knew this person from somewhere. I realized we had some connection somewhere earlier. So I said, hey, long time no talk, blah, blah, blah. And I noticed they asked to join my Facebook group. So I opened their Facebook community, their access to my group. All right. Now here's the next slide. She responds, blah, blah, blah. This is someone that just, you know, this is March something. Uh, this person has been a client for like last two months or something like this. So again, you can see, I say, hey, thank you. Let to re-engage. And then here's where this, look, this is March 20th, March 31st. This person is commenting on my post. So what did I do? Hey, thank you for chiming in on my post. I appreciate you. That's it, right? No, anything about the business, how you doing, or, you know, why did you, why did you like this post? Remember, most people will watch this on the phones. They don't want to do a lot of typing. Keep it as simple for them as you can, at least initially to get the ball rolling. Now, notice this, May 20th. So this is what, two months later? Uh, again, there is a process I, I, I do on my end where I tag people on social media a certain way for myself. So in my newsfeed, I only see updates from those people I want to see updates from. I don't see the whole clutter and noise. Essentially, I assign people to a category, potential client, and I only see posts from potential clients so I can engage with them. So to them, it seems like I'm always watching their stuff. And I'm on Facebook probably 30 minutes a day, All right? Wow. So um, here we go. You know, I've noticed she made a post. She's promoting something, right? So here's my post. Hey, I see from yesterday's post, you're planning on doing some new training on sales. That's awesome. Can I run by you something here that, you know, can I run something by you here that might help you with that? And she responds, of course. Um, again, day goes by or two. Uh, I come back, hey, sorry, I forgot about this, and back and forth, and I'm finally coming back with the, with the information I promised, right? At this point, I am asking them, hey, I've got some information about the program right, I run that might help you do what you said you wanted to do. Can I share it with you, all right? So that was the beginning because that, that conversation specifically had this, hey, uh, thank you for chiming in on my post, which I just talked about, right? Here's a different thing. Someone asks to join my Facebook group, they ask to, to uh, join a group. I respond immediately. When I open access to the group, I send them a thank you message, right? 
whether they're friends or not, they might see it, they might not. I don't really care at this moment. So right. she sends a little thumbs up. Now, in my group, she actually sees me talk about my program. So she's asking, hey, are you, in, are you still taking people uh, into this program? And I, I ask, hey, great to hear from you. Uh, if it's the right fit, we can make it. Notice again, if it's the right fit, we can make it happen. It isn't like, yeah, oh my God, yeah, you want to buy this stuff, right? Right. Here's and my I, link. Here's this. Here's that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. Your credit card. Yeah. Yeah. What's important about this, let me just highlight this. Ladies and gents, what's important is this push and pull, right? You want to keep your prospective clients off balance. And if they show interest, don't pounce on them like a hungry lion on a zebra. Instead, just go like possibly, but let me figure out if it's actually the right thing for you, right? I don't even know if it's the right thing. So back to this, you will notice that essentially what happens next, uh, where are my slides? All right, here we go. What happens next, I go right into pre-qualification. So tell me, tell me a little bit about your goals. I'm going to assume, um, again, typically I would wait, but in this case, I just said, I'm going to assume it's a yes, meaning I can ask the questions, right? And I'm asking three questions. You know, what, what are they actually selling? Uh, what's their revenue goals? And then I forget what the next question in here was. I cut it, in the, I cut it off. So uh, what do you feel you want to focus on? That's kind of a magical question too. So here we go. They respond, right? Um, they're, they're selling again a 10 year, 10, 10K year long program. Um, they are looking to make 150 grand in uh, the next 90 days. And she wants to improve her sales conversations, blah, blah, blah. Great. Thanks for sharing this. And I kind of run a little bit of info again. Notice that I, here's a key question. Are you open to exploring a different type of support? Right? So she asked about a different program. I'm asking, Hey, based on what you shared, something else might be something that's actually 10 times the investment. Something else might be a better fit for you. Are you open to exploring this? Right? So she says, sure. I'm open. I'm like, we'll do Just give me a meanwhile, meanwhile, I'm looking at the profile. Here's something interesting that happened. Again, you may not be able to do this. In my case, it worked pretty good. I look at the profile. I see the pictures on the left side. And here we go. Uh, oh, man, it got cut off. But like out of their 12 pictures, nine were my clients. Nice. Okay. So I'm like, by the way, um, yeah, again, it got cut off. I, I missed that slide here. By the way, you know, out of those pretty cool thing, I just looked at your profile and I see nine of my clients smiling back at me. Pretty cool, right? So uh, I'm asking, I noticed what she did in her business. She says, yeah, it went well. Great. Congrats, blah, blah, blah. All right. So what I do, here's the magic. What I started doing is, and again, for me, I often do this late at night. It's like midnight my time. Uh, where, you know, no one is bothering me anymore. And I'm in my computer, kind of where you see me right now. And, you know, in my t-shirt, and I typically record two to three minute videos. Two to three, two minute videos. And in those videos, I share the gist of, hey, here's what my program actually looks like. Here's who we do really well supporting, who we can create good success for. And uh, I actually, my third video go, goes into late. If you, if you, if you, uh, if all of this made sense, I might as well share with you what the investment is. So here's what the investment is. And the last part of my message says, Hey, if all of this makes sense and you want to explore this farther, let me know. And I'll send you the next part of the information. 
right? So at this point, they've watched about six minutes of video of me. Why this is important? Because video uh, is the ultimate relationship building shortcut. It replaces the old water cooler conversation because when I'm talking into my video right now, we're approximately two to four feet away between me and my camera, you and your computer, right? This is a water cooler conversation. It's called proxemics. It's a very cool thing. And magically in people's brains, they start building this personal connection with you. So I used to write all of those texts and send them links. I just go in there and for every single person, I record personalized message. It's the same con content more or less, but you know, it's, it's recorded for them. I use the name several times. So they know it's not some pre-recorded cookie cutter stuff, right? Very important. And again, so it takes 10 minutes, you know, with the breaks, with sending, blah, blah, blah. Uh, again, some people say it doesn't scale. I'm like, well, you know, if you don't mind bringing in a couple million dollars in sales, if you want to scale beyond that, you're right, it doesn't scale. But up until then, it will scale just fine, all right? So you see, I've got, you know, one, two, three videos. And then her response is, after watching all of this, sure, let's move forward, right? So at this point, they told me they understand what my offer is. They understand there is investment involved, and they still want to know more, right? At this point, this is a qualified prospect. So what do I do next? I said, look, in order for us to have a conversation, I want you to understand how my clients feel when they work with us. So I send them links to three testimonials. Now, these are case study videos and the shortest one is about 30 minutes. So here's something interesting that happens. She's actually coming back and says, hey, do you want me to watch all these before we schedule a call? Um, and I'm like, I know it's quite a bit of info, but please watch at least one of them, right? So there is no, you can't get on a call until you at least understand the experience from the client's perspective. And, and these conversations with clients are not like, hey, you know, hey, well, that was really an amazing program. You got to sign up. They're really like, hey, what were your issues? What did you learn? What kind of methods did we apply? You know, if you were to talk to a dearest friend, what would you tell them about this program? What was your experience? Who is a good fit? Who shouldn't join this program, right? I'm really trying to think, how would I, what information would I want to receive as a potential client from someone who is a current client or just graduated from the program, right? So again, we send them their conversations. Uh, and once again, at every step of the way, I said, look, if you don't want to go for forward, not a big deal, just let me know, right. right? But this person still says, hey, sounds good, thanks. All right, let's schedule a call, blah, blah, blah. So usually, I think that's about it. We just schedule a call. And I don't know what's happening here. I'm going backwards. Blah, blah. We schedule a call. I do a call right there on Messenger typically just to keep it in the same environment. All right. And usually from the moment I actually ask someone, hey, can I run something by you and start making an offer to the time we have a sales conversation is usually three to four days. I think my record was about six hours. <laughs> where someone was really hyper engaged. You know, I send them the video right there. They were watching it going like, oh my God, I want to talk to you today. I'm like, all right, well, let's book a call. All right, you there, I am there. Another important thing, and again, this is, uh, we're changing some of those things right now because I can't take it to a next level the way we're doing it right now. But I, on purpose, um, skipped using all the technology, like scheduling links. Now, I don't know about you, but you know, I own a pretty successful business. And I've got a pretty big chip on my shoulder. 
So if I'm talking to someone, I say, hey, let's, have, let's book a call. And they go like, well, let me have my secretary send you a scheduling link. I'm like, you know what? F you. Like, you're on the phone right there with me. Can we just book a conversation? Right? It feels impersonal. So right. if someone says, hey, let's talk. I'm like, hey, what's your direct number? You know, what's the best time to call you? Right? Or here's what, here's, here, here are two or three best openings on my schedule. And I give them like pretty wide chunks of time. Uh, and again, it feels very personal. So I on purpose took all the technology out of it and want to make it feel as personal as I possibly can. So I, I've found, again, if you've already got the actual phone call with them, I would agree with that statement. I would say, let's set it up right now. Grab your calendar. I got mine, right? Yeah. Open it up and let's go. Um, I know that some people who don't know their theirs, I would still say that's fine. But um, I do have friends that like to send out those links like there's nobody's business. And so as yeah. you're talking to them, they'll turn around and go, I'm going to send you a link and you go ahead and pick a time. And yeah. the link becomes more important than the actual conversation. So here's another thing that, again, some of my clients are doing, it's working for, again, remember it's interruption and permission. So if you want to use the link, use the link. But here's the thing, hey, before you send it, include one more step and just send a quick message say, hey, I'm using one of those automated things. It really makes life a whole lot easier. Mind if I send you one of those? Right, frame it the right way so it and makes sense. And people will say, yeah. And then you send it and they go, boom. Right. It feels personal because you ask for permission. Is it okay if we do this little bit of automation? Right. No, that's perfect. Dude, this has been great information. My, so let me, let me, in, I'm going to go back. I'm going to summarize what I've heard so far. Right. If you are marketing correctly and you are at the beginning setting people up correctly, then there isn't anything but them asking for the sale. When I look through the examples and I look through what you're doing, it, there is no word track to close them. There isn't anything because you're actually letting them walk themselves through the sales process and they're asking you for the sale. Would that be accurate? Correct. Correct. And you know, sometimes we have to nudge them a little bit more. Not everybody is ready immediately. Right. Right. But I think the key in there is that every step of the way, as I give them a little chunk of information, I ask them to jump through a little hoop and then I ask them if they want to continue. And, and very importantly, so what you didn't get to see because it was in the video, I go out of my way to tell people, look, if this is not a good fit, if this is not a good time, if you're not interested, it's not a big deal, right? It's perfectly normal. Not everything is a fit. You don't want to do, you don't want to, you don't, you don't necessarily have to immediately want what I have. And if it's a no, just let me know, not a big deal. So I go out of my way to tell prospective clients that it's okay to say no. Which in turn is going to go back the other way and they'll want more because they don't have to tell you no because they're walking themselves through the process. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, because I think what's psychologically what I've heard from, from clients who try to reverse engineer this process for themselves uh, before they get in the program and go like, man, I just, it felt so natural. I actually just had a conversation with someone who interviewed me uh, also does sales training and said, you know, I heard of you from some friends, wanted to reach out and have a conversation. Um, all my money was already budgeted somewhere else, had no interest in buying. And in three days I became a client, you know, again, I couldn't stop myself. It's like, I was like, well, the hell I'm out as well. Right. Uh, but what he said is like, it felt so natural. It was just conversational. 
So, you know, what happens is they feel in control of the process and they feel actually heard and understood rather than just like, hey, here's more info, here's more info. Perfect. So anybody that's on here got questions? Because I want to be respectful of Adam's time as he's going past midnight where he's at to go through. So any questions on how to implement this, how to use it, how to sell your facial recognition training program or anything like that? So... Because I already gave Michelle her heads up as we go through. But. No, fantastic. Uh, Weldon on Facebook. I don't know if you can see it or not, but uh, we've got boom, perfect. We've got good stuff, great stuff. All the comments are coming in on Facebook. Um, Weldon says he likes asking for permission to ask for a more personal contact. And so that way you can get around the email or the DM and usually you'll get nothing. So if you go through that route. But no, um, I have to say, I appreciate you completely because this is literally going to change everybody who takes actions business, right? If they don't, you know, tough, that's on them. You get, you donated your time as you go through. So, and Carmen's over there on Facebook too. Welcome Carmen. So, but again, if we have no further questions, I want to let Adam go to sleep, but he's actually got about 20 more videos to do. <laughs> for his two and three minute long videos for all the people to get in there. But uh, Larry Schneider said great info and thank you so much, Adam. Thanks, so, Larry. Appreciate thank you. It. That was really good, man. You. Yes. Thank yeah, you. Appreciate good. It. Yes. And when you go back later on Facebook, you'll see all the comments of all the stuff. Everybody was going, what the heck? Because I'm already at 64 yeah, comments. I'm, I'm looking at the Zoom chat. I'm like, nobody loves me here. And like, no, no. We're at 65, 66 Because we're listening. Now. Yes. Yeah, we're we're right. listening live, man. Listening and taking oh, we notes. Need, we need the right link, Adam. Oh, that one didn't work? Oh, no. You, I thought you said you gave the wrong one. Uh, but the no, one in the chat works? Yeah, can you can someone check it? Clients and cash. See. Yeah, it works. Okay. It works. All right. Good. So yeah, it's about forty-five minutes of video training with some examples. Um, and it actually yeah. really is training. There's no pitch in it, just so you know. You know, so really quick, I think at the very beginning, I don't know who you talked to at the very beginning, Joe, Mr. iPhone, whoever it was in the call. That was Osius, yes. <laughs> um, you know, when you praised him for implementation, I think this is really the key. Like the easiest thing to do is to dismiss the process and go, well, you know, that won't work in my case. It's much harder to actually spend some time thinking through this and go like, hey, uh, maybe the entire thing as it is out of the box, I can't use it that way, but can I adopt it? Can I adapt it uh, to my needs? Like, what can I do? Like, even just the fact of asking for permission um, and being more personal. Another important thing that I wanted to say is, um, you know, as you, as you message people, remember, many of them read your information on mobile devices, right? So they want, they're not able or they don't have the inclination to type in long responses. So as you're asking them to respond, always think, how can I make, how can I guide them to respond in the most succinct way for them so they don't have to spend a whole bunch of typing? If you want to increase your responses, ask questions that require short, that, that enable people to answer in short chunks. It's going to completely transform your response rate, right? Anyway, so back to my original thought, which is just implementation is key. I think it's somewhere like behind me. Implementation is fundamental. Information is supplemental. So take action on that. All yeah, right? So before we started, Adam and I, we had jumped on early and Osius was driving and he had jumped on and I explained to him, I said, Osius, um, he's one of those success story people where he's, 
already doubled his income this year from last year. And he messages me all the time and goes, when you said this, when so-and-so came on your show and did this, and all he does is take it. He doesn't qualify it, which is what I love about OC is he doesn't Mm -hmm. sit back and go, yeah, I know what you meant, Adam, but I'm going to do eight minute long videos instead of two minute long videos because I think I'm four times better. Right. He sits down and goes, okay, fine. He goes, drops it in and goes, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go do this. And so that's what you look at. Karen Toddy up in Karen. She said, thank you in the chat just for you, Adam. She logged back in to make sure you saw her. Thank you, Karen. I appreciate that. Yes. But um, if you scroll up, there's a link and the link works because Mike Phillips tested it Mm -hmm. in the chat. Do you see it? If not, Mike Phillips, can you copy and paste it back into the chat? Yeah, re- redo so, it because I had to drop out and drop back in. So yeah, so it may not have shown you everything from before. Yeah. So Joe, if, there you, it is if, again. You, uh, if you need to save this link, I can message you the link. Uh, just don't post it publicly on Facebook, but feel free to like give it to your audience. Okay. So if anybody on Facebook says send it to me, let me know and I'll DM it to you. But Joel, slide into your DMs. Huh? Joel, <laughs> slide into their DMs. Oh yeah, it. it's already there. Yeah, I'll send you all the political opinionated stuff I have all the way around. Yes. You know, I've got to tell you something, Joe. So again, kudos for like organizing this because, and I could have stood up and, you know, all of you guys uh, tuning in and participating because, um, you know, most folks would rather crack open a beer and watch TV or like whatever, right? It's, it's, it requires uh, commitment to show up and, and want to improve yourself. So I always love groups like this. I just love entrepreneurs who are always out there going like, hey, how can I get an edge uh, and try to figure out the next thing they can improve? So again, congrats, guys, for, for participating in something like this. Fantastic. And look at my comment count is over 80 now because of people saying, I want it. I want it. I want the link. I want the link. Yes. Awesome. So you have to comment that you want the link, Larry Schneider, and then you'll get it. Maybe. Yeah, Maybe. it could be. I may be just doing a raffle based on all the people that what what I learned today though is then Joe's going to send you a message that says hey great what was it about the link that was exciting to you and you'll start a conversation and then he'll send you the link I got this I picked it up my question to you is what is it that Adam said that resonated with you that you would want to have that because (laughs) I'm way better hey all jokes aside you guys haven't seen the actual training, but you're right on. You're right on the money because when you go through the uh, uh, the suggested dialogue, before we actually send the info people ask for, we ask them some qualifying questions, right? So always kind of like you know, if they yeah. don't want to respond, maybe they didn't want it that badly. Right. Mike does it because he's a jerk. It's just inherent. <laughs> I, you know, how <laughs> I roll. <laughs> it's natural to me. Yes. All right, you guys. All right, everybody. Thank you so much, Adam. Please, please understand. I'm so completely grateful to you and I appreciate you taking time out of the middle of your night to actually come share with everybody here on uh, the war games group. It's been my pleasure, Joe. Absolutely. Thank you guys. Appreciate you, everybody. Go sell something. This is the sales genius podcast. It's only a numbers game. If you want educated, it's time to get educated. Educated. Want to learn how to close deals? Want to learn how to sell?